Welcome to the Fully Alive whoa, whoa. Man Robbie, Podcast. Robbie, hold on. I do that now. Oh. Welcome to the Fully Alive Man Podcast. This is a podcast to help men become more fully alive by doing life together. My name is Lee Rogers. I work at North Point Community Church with men's groups. I am here, as always, with my good friend, mentor, confidant, Doug the Man Hurley. Doug, how are you this afternoon? Man, I'm doing great because Roberto's here, but um, he doesn't let me do the intro ever. I've never, (laughs) not once, he's never offered. I tried to interrupt this one. That's messed up. Hey, guys, you may have noticed that beautiful voice right there at the beginning trying to do the intro. Yeah, he's back. It's I'm Rob, back. It's Robbie Engel. I've been missing you guys. Don't know if you've missed me, but I've been missing you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me back. Guys, it has been two years, and we thought it was time. Robbie had enough. To, actually, one year since you probably did a podcast, but um, one year, and it was time to get this guy back on to find out what has been going on. If you don't know, if you haven't listened to the first year of podcasts, um, Robbie and I started it back um, almost exactly two years ago. Good old days before Doug Hurley. It was like the good the, old days. The old days. We were, when it was really cavalier. Was awesome. Amazing. And, and blazing a trail. <laughs> yeah. We were the men's groups team at North Point and just saw incredible things happening as men started doing life together in relationship, in community, seeing them become more fully alive all the time. And, um, and then Robbie ditched us, abandoned us, mm. and um, went to be a part of True Face Ministries. Mm which is amazing, and we will hear more about it. But, Robbie, how the heck are you? I'm doing awesome. It is good to see you guys. And it, it it's like my claim to fame now in life is that Doug replaced me on the Fully Live Man <laughs> podcast. Because, like, just to be on some type of theoretical equal footing with Doug is, like, I feel like I'm done. I yeah. just – I it's can retire – you know, like just from appearances to masculinity to resume to being the most interesting man who ever lived, you know, just to be swapped out and that feel equal to whoever made that decision. I just, that's a big win for me. So I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm it's good a in retirement. You, you should start sharing some of Doug's stories. Mm. Just start with back when I was a helicopter pilot. See, I can't. That's the sad part of <laughs> life for that's me. That's the truth. But, that's My cup has, is filled up after this right here. Yeah, words of affirmation. <laughs> yes, it's filled up. And so much so, I think I should do the intro next time. Wink, Ooh, wink. Let's do that. I second that. Mm. Since oh, this is mm. a vote, you got Did two you, votes, first one. Mm. Sorry, Lee. That look mm. was really mm. like, no way. Mm. And H-E double no, hockey sticks, no, no, is that no. going to happen? Mm. That look was indicating he's got some identity mm. issues that he needs Here help working through wow. because he can't let well, you do the intro, so we can go there right now. five minutes. Well, it's your issues, it's Lee, and your face. Everybody you can't let go. <laughs> you can't Man, let I'm Doug so leave. excited you were back. Where's that record <laughs> button? <laughs> this is amazing. I forgot what I had missed. Uh, and I would like to spend this podcast working on Lee Rogers I don't know if I'd for say Lee Rogers. I was missing it, to be <laughs> completely honest. Um, wow, this is really a lot of fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm is a, fun. I'm, I'm so a pretty excited. Good time. Hey, um, Robbie, we know a little bit about where you've come from, how you got here. If guys don't know, they can go back and listen to old podcasts. But seriously, tell us what you've been doing for the last year. Yeah, so I, I really. Uh, do miss you guys. Uh, a lot of you guys listening. It is. It was the sweetest, coolest season of my life in ministry. 
uh, working with this team with you guys to build a base of men's community and men's groups in P men at North Point over the years. And you guys are some of the best, strongest men's groups in the world. Uh, and, and and I asked Carrie Newhoff in a meeting before I left. We were talking about church patterns, trends, growth, and I said, Carrie, okay, you know, Sunday attendance, all this stuff. Can you tell me a big church who has who has a reputation of getting adult ministry, small groups, spiritual formation as a result of that small group right? Like, what church do you think of that has a reputation of just like people growing together in relationship, in their relationship with God and each other as a, as a result of small group? And he had a hard time thinking of it, which is is really been the driving passion of this NP men team of how do we make spiritual growth as a result of guys getting together to do community a, a norm, not an exception. And it's not easy to do because naturally big churches are more difficult than organic pockets of community yep. over the past couple thousand years. And you guys came to mind for me and you guys are doing an amazing job doing community. So I miss you. I love you guys. Stay connecting and growing because man, it's a crazy world and there's nothing more important. Um, I agree totally. I mean, like, like you're saying, if it's not worth it for every guy, then we probably shouldn't do it. Yep. But we're still doing it. And I hope more guys are getting connected all the time because it, it is worth it to do life in, in this way with other guys for sure. And once you get once you get a taste of it, you can't. That's right. You can't go back. Yep. I mean, there just is no going back once you really get that community and and you're doing it together for for spiritual formation and development and growth and just getting connected to to yep. God, man. That must have been a hard like honestly, I haven't thought about it a ton, Doug, but for you, the hard right turn of turning off of um, you know, teams in the military to I don't know exactly what you went to after that, probably a sales team of some sort, but from that mm. kind of brotherhood moving forward, that that had to be a difficult transition. It was tough, but what I, I would say, um, leaping forward, and I'll give you the short version because we're going to dig into Robbie here in a second, but um, the short version is today I've got closer community, better wow. intimacy, mm. just guys really knowing my last 10%, my junk, like really knowing me yeah. than back when I was in the military. Even, the, even yeah. the last unit I was in for the last seven years, we deployed all the time, and I love those guys. They're like brothers, but... I, and I've told a couple of those guys, I'm closer to the guys now in my circle. Wow. And it's not a put down to them. It, it really is. I just didn't know what I know now. Shared experiences are bonding, but it has Huge. a ceiling of intimacy of being fully known is connected to being fully loved. And, and we can only be as loved as we are known. And, and there's a ceiling there in different environments, even though the shared experiences are there. Um, lead a circle back. So yeah, we transitioned from the team uh, a little over a year ago. I I moved into the role of Trueface, uh, president at Trueface. It was a small ministry out of Phoenix. It's been around 25 years. Uh, wow. Bill Thrall and Bruce McNichol started it 25 years ago. They wrote some books, Bose Cafe, The Cure, which a lot of us have used, had huge impact at giving me handles of my theology, how I viewed God and my identity, how I viewed myself. That shaped a lot of what we did here. Uh, and it also just affected my life in profound ways. And so I got to know the guys and they were getting up in age. And so they were looking for a new president and reached out and I felt like God was in it. And so I shifted about a year ago from a big team, big ship at North Point to a small team. We have a small team. We moved the office from Phoenix to Dawsonville, Georgia. Um, 
And it's been a really, really fun year. It's been challenging as transitions from founders typically go with small message-based ministries, but God keeps showing up in incredible ways where I'm able to practice that muscle of trust of, okay, God, what do you want for the strategic direction of the ministry? What resources? Who's the right team? What's the provision look like? What's the approach look like? How's the board going to look like? Um, God has just shown up in a, in a major way. So it's been a really fun adventure and we're working on new resources and, and a new expression of the ministry to reach more people in the next generation with these truths of uh, really the tagline of the cure. What if God isn't who you think he is and neither are you? Um, that message of, of truth and experiencing grace through learning to increase our trust with God and others and what that looks like in our lives has just been fun to go. How do we, how do we equip people to experience this more and more in their lives? Man, I love that question from the cure so much. I've just believed for a while that the gospel is God is a better father than you think he is. Mm. And you're more valuable than you believe you are. Mm. And when we get those right, um, it's a game changer or as a, Todd Fields said recently, he he reduced the gospel to you are loved and not alone. And we were like, "Uh, only Todd Fields. (laughs) As a a worship singer, worship music writer. Jesus, then Robbie, (laughs) then Todd. No, Jesus, then Todd, then Robbie. (laughs) I put Todd just a smidge above. (laughs) Well, guys, what we want to talk about today is the same thing we talked about um, two years ago. What what is this idea of being fully alive? And you know, we've probably all heard the verse, and we've heard it a lot around our circles of John ten ten that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus says, "But I came that you may have life and life to the full." And that's huge. That that is what we want. We want life. We want life to the full. And we want to. We don't just want to be fully alive. We need to be fully alive, men. The world needs fully alive men. And so that's what we want to be. And that's where we're going to go. And um, we talked about it way back then. Um, around MP men, we say we define a fully alive man as one who's rooted in Jesus, fully known by a few other men, and engaged in his unique calling. And those three things are kind of what we've gone all in on helping guys move into as a way of becoming fully alive. But there's so much more within those three things. There are other things. And yeah, we want to be fully alive. I, and I feel like I'm moving toward it mm. a little bit, taking steps toward it all the time in those different areas. Um, but there's more, and that's a big deal. What what comes to mind for you, Robbie, as you think about being fully, as a fully alive man, what comes to mind and being a fully alive man? Man, I know a lot of times when I, I'm not feeling it, and really, the past couple of months, I've been struggling. Like, I have not felt alive. Yeah. I have not felt myself. I've felt on defense, not offense. I think all the different variables of personal, spiritual, COVID, like weird stuff has just made this concoction of just not feeling alive. And at the end of the day, it was a lot of dependence um, on myself and trying to muscle through and organize my way through stuff. But that principle of what the gospel allows us to experience, which really gathered us around this terminology years and years and years, probably six years ago, to be a community of men who are fully alive, to experience the peace and the freedom of the original good news. We say this stuff, 
Yeah. But like how many of us as, as men are experiencing this? Because we have access to the spirit of God in us that we could experience this stuff, but I struggle with that. Like, so, so what does it look like? How are we doing that? And this is pretty fun just to talk about the roots and the foundation that we've been circling around for years. And, and I want to start, uh, this quote just came to mind. Um, and I just pulled it up as you were talking. Tim Baker is a key leader on our circles. And he shared this quote with me probably five years ago. And I've thought about it. It's a C.S. Lewis quote uh, about mature men and women of the faith. And I think he articulates a fully alive man better than I would. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast, just relax. This will be like a minute or two reading with Robbie uh, (laughs) from C.S. Lewis about... Oh, sit back and enjoy. C.S. Doug, don't put put your feet on the table still. Clive Look professional here. All right. Uh, Okay, here's what C.S. Lewis said about men who we would say are fully alive. Some are still hardly recognizable, but others can be recognized. Every now and then one meets them. Their voices and faces are different from ours. Stronger, quieter, happier, more radiant. They begin where most of us leave off. They will not be very much like the idea of religious people, which you have formed from your general reading. They do not draw attention to themselves. You tend to think that you're being kind to them when they're really being kind to you. They love you more than other men do, but they need you less. They will usually seem to have a lot of time. You will wonder where it comes from. When you have recognized one of them, you will recognize the next one much more easily. And I strongly suspect that they recognize one another immediately and infallibly across every barrier of color, sex, class, age, and even creeds. That is amazing. When I think of a fully alive man for freedom, Christ has set us free, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. We have access to the spirit of God and the what Jesus did on the cross made this relationship with God and the spirit possible that we become saints and that we become perfect and forgiven and righteous and we just get to mature into that. So what does that look like? Well, I think w- without going too preachy on us, discipleship isn't as complex as we think. You know, Jesus says, by this, they will know that you are my disciples, by the way you love one another. So discipleship is, you will be as evidence by the way you love one another. Okay. So what does that look like? Well, the fruit of the spirit is love. So it's not coming from me. It's coming from the fruit of the spirit and it's love. And I I like, when I think of the fruit of the spirit, I think of the fruit of the spirit is love, comma, descriptors of that joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So when I read that C.S. Lewis quote, I see a man who's strong and courageous and active, not passive, but has a peace and a patience and a kindness and a goodness and a gentleness that is just so abnormal and so rare. It's rare in my life because I don't carry those traits when you come across me a lot of the times, but when man, the, when I am more dependent on the spirit and it's more the spirit in me, that's what it shows up as. Yeah, that's a fully alive man. Man, that is a fully alive man. Completely. Who who does come to mind for you guys? I have a couple of names in my head. Uh, that's good. Who? What? I mean, obviously, I've I've met Bill Thrall. Yeah. I mean, he he is the picture of everything C.S. Lewis described. Um, John Lynch, Bruce McNichol, those guys, of course. Yep. 
Reggie Campbell. Reggie Campbell. Mm-hmm. I freaking yes. miss that guy like crazy. Mm-hmm. Reggie Campbell was always working on some every time I met with him yep. up until a couple weeks before he died. He was there was something that God was teaching him that he was working on that he needed to trust God more with. He was constantly growing. And so on the surface you would go, that guy still got issues. He's working on stuff. He hasn't yeah. arrived. No, 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 no. Oh yeah. It was such an active dependence and stretching and and boldness to his oh, yeah. faith. It's grace coming through, oh. teaching him more. Doug, who comes to mind for you? You guys, and not to not a love fest. Like I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, you know, a couple minutes ago, you were asking the question. Uh, you know, did, what is what does it look like? And and we have a hard time like just really living into the fully alive man um, ideal. But I I don't know, man. You guys exude that. Jeff Moore is one of my best. He's yep. mm-hmm. closest yeah. one of my closest friends in Atlanta, and he mentors me. He is oh yeah, uh, fourteen years older and. To have that guy a couple steps ahead and just seeing him literally exude the fruits of the Spirit yep. is yep. Uh, so awesome. Other leaders that we have, there's so many leaders in yeah, the I think men's groups. Tim Baker that you yep. already mentioned, Robbie. I think of um, Larry Green. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are just amazing. And I, I also thought of you guys. I, I even think of old Jason sitting right there. Jason Day. <laughs> Jason. But yeah, I think of you guys, and I just think about guys who, gosh, if I was meeting with another man who didn't get it at all, or who was in trouble, like who do I want to walk into that battle for that man's heart with? Mm-hmm. And I think about guys like you, like honestly, um, I would do ministry, I would do whatever with guys like you who are fully alive. It, that's a big deal to me. And it's the intangible of those guys that's so rare in our culture that I think discipleship, evangelism, all that stuff, the world needs men who are walking and abiding and producing fruit out of what Jesus will do in and through them. And that's so intangible and weird because the fruit of that is love, joy, peace, patience, kind of that yeah. lightness, but strength, that courage, but deep trust and like patience, it, like that balance in men, it's, just, it's like that, that drive and that boldness, but yet a lightness. And, and that's the peace and the freedom of what Jesus made possible that we have access to. And and there's no shame there that all of us are on the journey because he made it possible. We can't get it on our own from striving anyways. We just all get to come alongside of each other and mature into what he's made possible for us, which is the beauty of community and relationships as we do this together. Yeah, and getting to have conversations like this are a part of it for me. Yeah. Just talking about what it looks like and where we can go and what it's going to look like when we do life together um, toward these ideas and toward these things. Um, Also, we want to get to some more practical things, even more practical. And Robbie has um, even some resources to suggest that we want to move toward that are going to help us all um, become more fully alive. But before we do, we need to pause for one of the most important segments of the podcast, a little something we call Man Hacks. All right, guys, I just assumed, Robbie, you had a man hack in mind. We didn't prep ahead of time. Um, do you need a second or do you have a man hack? Are you ready? Yeah, I got one. Of course I got one, Lee. What you got? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. This is a hack that's going to be totally obvious to a lot of men. It's very unimpressive, but I was recently listening to... Uh, Becoming a King, and um, Morgan Snyder in that book talks about becoming a generalist, 
um, being good at a lot of things as a man. But one of the keys there is carry a pocket knife. Mm. And I have carried a, just a very small pocket knife in the past. Um, but was that out of the habit, reading the book? I've got the pocket knife now. Really? I've had it for about three weeks. It's fantastic. I love having the pocket knife at all times. Have you, you've used it? Oh, yeah. I find reasons to use it. <laughs> hey, fun fact, in a couple of weeks, I'm for real for my 10-year-old adventure trip for Zane and Moses. We're going up to a blacksmith in Muncie, Indiana to make knives. <gasps> Dude, How cool is that? Road gold, trip. That is Dude, a golden man hack. It's yeah, a it's golden awesome. man hack. But that's not my man hack. Oh, okay. Sorry. I still got a man hack. So I read this book, The Power of a Parent's Blessing. Um, and it was like studying Jewish culture of how like how successful they've been generation after generation and the power of systematically blessing and speaking affirmation into your kids' lives. So the man hack is at bedtime when you're doing like your routine or whatever, just bless your kids, speak truth and affirmation into your kid, like put your hand on their head and just be like, Doug, you are an amazing little boy, and God is going to do amazing things with your life. I love being your dad. So Look good. at him in the eyes and go on to the next kid. It's like five seconds. Do that once a month. Uh, and yeah, you just speak blessing over and into your kids' lives. Fantastic. I love it. What's the name of the book again? The Power of a Parent's Blessing, I think. Love Brad it. Gurdman gave it to me. Our mutual oh, friend. Nice. oh, he... he told me about yeah, that yeah. he did it with his three kids and oh, they yeah. loved it yeah Very he gave cool. it to me i started doing it and i don't do it as intense as brad i just do that nighttime thing i'm more intentional and on their birthdays we all sit around and speak something we like so about good. each kid i love it love it all right doug what do you got uh have a have a go bag so if things go <laughs> if things go crazy have a have a go bag do you have a go bag are you a yeah. prepper no, I'm not. A, I'm not a prepper. This is not a conspiracy thing, but just you know, you never know what could go wrong. So just right. have stuff in your oh, go bag. Oh, time out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doug. First of all, I'm super proud of you for having a man hack. Yeah. Second of all, that is the one you used on the last podcast. Oh, oh I did. No. <laughs> oh, Doug, double dip. Nope, nope. You don't get another <laughs> one. If you did two, that's one double of the dip. rules I made up back in the day. You don't get <laughs> to do it again. We're following you lost back your on chains. Robbie's rules. Yeah, so I, sorry, guys. Unwritten rules. I just did that man hack the last podcast, I think and I already so. and I already forgot it. If if you didn't, that's amazing. It's gonna be on me. It's gonna be on me, and everybody's gonna know it. But I'm pretty sure. I'm blaming it on coronavirus. I don't even know what that means. But, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea because Osama bin Laden's gone and you can't blame things on him anymore. That right, works. Guys. And that wraps up this section we like to call <laughs> Man Hacks. Okay, jumping back in. Man, I love how I just stole that. <laughs> so jumping back in, we want to get a little more practical. Um, before we talk about actual resources, I want to know from you guys, um, how do you stay fully alive? What are, what are some of the ways that you, um, I don't know, keep moving toward becoming fully alive? So I, can I take this in a less practical way? Yeah. Because I, I'd like to continue to use this time to extrovert stuff I'm working on in my own life, if that's okay with <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, let's do it. Do it, man. Uh, so I've been like, True Face, as, as we know, has talked more on like striving, sin management, like us so much, so many of us try harder, obey better to feel better about our relationship with God. That would be like, avoiding sin management. Well, we, we try to manage our right, sin. Right, right. And so the health is to avoid that and what that right. looks like. But it, it's like we see our relationship with God with this pile of sin in front of us, in between us and God. And so it's like, in order to get closer with God, I need to have more quiet times. I need to clean up my stuff. That's on the side of like striving. That's the law. That's sin management. That's us white knuckling it. And really that's in our pride of 
our pride surfaces as control. It's it's living in our own abilities and powers. That's and right. Therefore, we can't get past our own abilities and power. To make, yeah, that's right, which is why we need Jesus to do what he did, right. because we can, and that's the power of the gospel, and that is grace in its essence. And so if, if our fear in our control, if we address our fear of being separated, not worthy of God, and in a way that we try to control that and get our stuff in order to be better with God, that's on one side of the spectrum. That's the room of good intentions. That's pleasing God. So we talk in our health of being a fully alive man on trusting God deeply. Like that C.S. Lewis quote, these men that I know, when I think of Reggie Campbell, there's such a deep trust in God showing up and being the source of everything for him. That's the abiding vine in the branches thing of like, no, 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 I'm just a branch. I'm going to abide and trust in everything that Jesus has to offer because I can't get to it on my own. And we kind of leave it at that. But I've been thinking a lot lately about the other side of the spectrum of striving and sin management, which is really resignation and passivity. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us in my life, I'll speak for me, I either try to obey and get my stuff in order, or I just resignate and I pull back and I just lower my expectations and I'll go, well, this is just the way it's always going to be. And I lower my expectations enough, but that's just passivity. And that's the exact same level of me controlling the outcome. I'm anxious, I'm fearful, so I'm either going to strive and white knuckle it, or on the other hand, I'm just going to lower my expectations and give up. Yeah, both in the flesh. Both in the flesh, both me controlling it by avoiding it passively or doubling down and engaging it. That's so different than really truly being alive and trusting God, because trust is like it's not passive, it's courageous and it's active, but not courageous, active in like a striving way. And I'm trying to identify areas of my life where I'm in those spectrums because one looks like cheap grace of just like giving up. That's, that's passive. That's not active because mm-hmm. trust is so active. Trust is like, God, what faith step are you inviting me to take? So that's what I've been wrestling with. And I wanted to bring this to you guys what what are those areas of our lives? Help us find an analogy okay. of how that works. Okay, I think the key here is that a fully alive man deeply trusts God. He is connected to and trusting in God. So what does trust look like? Let's look at what it doesn't look like in each of those. Yeah, that's maybe that's what we need an example of. What does that look like in a scenario? So let's look at money. I have anxiety about providing for my eight kids. Yep. And so on the striving side, I'm going to go hustle. I'm going to go get it done. I'm going to get us, I'm going to think, research, plan, save, do all this stuff. And I'll spiritualize it in ways that God's given me these gifts and I'm going to like be a good steward and all this stuff. But I know in my heart, I'm, I, my fear is resulting in me trying to control that yeah, outcome striving by striving. Out. Yeah. The other side is I'm going, no, man, God's going to control. So I'm just okay. And like, you know, he'll show up for that credit card, dad. And I like, he'll just provide. And, you know, I, we're spending a little bit more than we make, but it's just okay. And I'm not going to, yep. I'm trusting God. I'm cloaking that spiritually as well, but yep. that looks like passive resignation. Trust looks like, God, where's my heart in this? Do I trust that this is, um, that you will provide on one hand, but on the other hand, that I have the courage 
to actually ask, what do you have in store for me? What faith step are you inviting me to take in regards to my finances? And do I have the courage to do that? Because it because that might look like giving more away, or that might look like taking a second job. But the heart behind that is reflected so differently. My fear leads to me, me to control that in passivity or in striving. And both of those miss the opportunity for me to trust God more deeply. Yeah, that's really good. I, I think the, the picture that's coming to mind is like you, you, I guess in our flesh, we have this, this option. We could go, you know, black or white or somewhere gray in between. Um, and, and it's kind of like when we're abiding, when we're connected, when we're trusting, God's saying, those aren't your only two options. Your right. option is me. Right. And, it, and it's outside of the, the spectrum that we can figure out on our own yep. or, or just kill ourselves trying to figure out on our own. I think the key here is a lot of times let's, let's look at the heart of like trust is courageous and it's active. It's not easy to just trust. No, that's the passive resignation, cheap grace that people get confused about, about what is grace. Well, just trust God with it. No, 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 no. That's not like just lowering your expectations. That's the that's that's you controlling the outcome by avoiding. Right. Um, so the question we get to ask each other as men and being fully alive is going, God, search and know my heart and help us like do community enough to know Doug and Lee what areas of our lives are we striving as a result of our fear and anxiety in control to like get our stuff in order that we're missing out on trusting God? And what areas are we not trusting God enough by going passive and, and mm. not praying big enough, not trusting him enough to go give that away or meet that person or do that thing that we just don't trust you with? That's the opportunity we get to ask each other and look in our own lives, because I've been asking myself a lot about the passive resignation, because that's the harder to find sometimes for me. Well, one thing that's really good about that is it it even seems like we could have the tendency to fall under our own power with rooted, known, and engaged. Mm-hmm. You know, I could I could think, oh man, I'll, you know, I'm feeling a little out of it. I got to get more rooted. You know, I got to yep. strive toward that or strive toward gosh, am I known enough? To, does everybody know every single thought I had? You know, is that going to be the answer here? Or am I serving enough? Or what is it? Um, and we can just, we can run ourselves dead yep. doing all of that and move, honestly, away from fully alive, which would be crazy. But doing it with God, doing it with others, any of those things um, is gold and, and will help us get where we want to go. Yep. You guys are so good, and it's making me think of Paul. It was so good, the Apostle Paul. And, and talk about a, a disciple who got both of those and threaded the needle perfectly. Like mm. he was on fire yep. to go out there, cor- courageously live out his faith, and also got that confidence and, and that zeal because he had such trust in God and who he was yep. and who Christ is and who he called Paul to be. And that's, a that's, great that's an ideal and you know, it's something else that I was just thinking of too, as you guys were talking, I'm thinking of all our leaders, like the ones, you know, I came on a, a, not even a year ago. So I'd, I'm in, I'm just kind of jumping on your guys' coattails and I'm ju- jumping on the leaders' coattails. I can't think of one leader I know in the MP men community, not one that isn't moving towards being more fully alive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it, they got everything in life figured out. That's right. But I just think over the last 12 months since I've known these guys intimately, I don't know one guy that's not doing that. Now, 
it's two steps forward, one step back, three yep. steps forward, two steps back. Yep. Yep. But every guy I know is is doing that. And that is the faithfulness yeah. of God, of Christ. Those are guys who get it for sure. All right, Robbie, can we talk practical now? Yeah, can sure. We, let's, <laughs> let's, I know that you, you've been cooking up some things over the past couple of years that um, can help us move in the direction we want to go. What do you got? Yeah, so a, a lot of uh, what we've been working on the TrueFace team is stuff that I wanted TrueFace to build for us. And, and be right, and stuff now we I got needed. The, yeah, now yeah. I got the job, so I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just make all this stuff that I wanted in my own relationships. Yeah. And really, TrueFace provides teaching content for how to see God and see ourselves more appropriately. Everything we do, uh, we want to be experienced relationally because grace is experienced relationally mm. and trust is a relational uh, muscle that we work with God and each other. And so we've worked on a couple projects lately. Uh, one is called a relational journey. Uh, it's 10 conversations to help you take a step deeper in your relationship with God and one other person. So it's for somebody like you, a small group leader, a group member who wants to go deeper in a relationship with that guy, but we have such a hard time like that awkward, like how to enter into that relationship. One-on-one. That's right. One-on-one. You could do it over the phone in Corona. Yep. We're all feeling relationally disconnected. Call a guy and say, hey, you want to do this relational journey? It's just guided 10 conversations. It takes about 15 minutes. You can do it over the phone. Yep. And if you go to trueface.org and type in RJ half off, it makes it like 10 bucks a person. It makes it half off for you guys. The letters half? Uh, yes. R-J-H-A-L-F-O-F-F. That's right. That's right. Cool. Um, and then the second thing in and August. Let me just ask. So what what does it give you? Is it like... A, it's a, a conver- 10 conversations. And the conversation's you- like a five, six minute video that tees up okay. a... He's up three to four open-ended questions that guides you for a call. Uh, I just wrapped up one with a friend of mine, uh, and it's awesome. We watched the video during the day, and then we talked at 445 on the drive home. It's awesome. uh, We went deeper in our relationship. So I'm sorry for clarity because I uh, want to do this, and I want to know about it. I want these guys to know about it. Is it it all 10 questions in 15 minutes, or is it 15 times 10? 15 times 10. Yeah, it's 10 different conversations. You could do two a week, and it'll take you five weeks. You could do... Five a week and take you two weeks. You could do it with your wife. You could do it with a friend, a kid, a mentor, mentee. It's just a conversation guide to help us take a step deeper um, and unpack these truths together. Uh, the other thing we built is because I wanted it. The Cure is the most is my favorite book, and it was the most impactful book on my life. And so it wasn't. It's hard shifting a book into a men's group, uh, and so a good resource to help you experience and. Uh, uh, the content of a book in a small group without it just like talking about the book or answering some questions uh, is so hard to find. So we built it. It's it's called Two Fantastic. Roads. It's a four week study to lead your men's group. Uh, it, it's a it's a four week study for your group on Two Two Roads. It's called Two, two roads. roads. It goes through the first three chapters of the Cure, and you can buy it on Amazon. It launches August uh, in August. So do you, do you recommend reading the book first and then doing it, nope. or do you can it do it with any anybody yep. independently? Uh, it'll bring you through the first three yeah, chapters. That is so cool. I, I think probably most of our leaders, uh, probably most of our guys in groups have have experienced the Cure, read the the Cure at some point. Um, so to have this study, I bet guys are, are fi- I'm fired up about it. It's really the best, it's the stuff we have been working on at yeah. NP Men on the cadence of a structure of a group infused with the content of the cure to make it uh, transferable so and experiential mm-hmm. in a group. That kid that you said is the best book, most impactful for you. 
hands down one of the top three or four and it could be the top one i'm just kind of reluctant to yeah. say that because like sure oh, is there another book out there but that <laughs> yeah. book it was so such a life changer for me and just getting grace it was amazing and it's a heady book it's a great book it's a small the fact book that you can package that or yeah. unpack that though with those discussion questions well, we tried it's let good. us know if we succeeded Doug. it's uh we'll do it's a small <laughs> book but it but it's a book i've probably read it five times oh, yeah. with five yeah, different groups and i get something new and different every, every time. oh me too every time both cafes the same deal oh my gosh yes absolutely uh so good both of those are amazing. If you guys haven't read The Cure, read The Cure. If you haven't read Bose Cafe, read Bose Cafe. Um, check out this incredible new study called Two Roads. And I'm not gone. I- I'm not gone anywhere. This is our church. We love it. We love you guys. My cell number is 678-814-7271. Text yes. me, call me if you need anything. I'm in Dawsonville. Uh, you just true face. You just Bob Goffed it. Bob Goff? You just Bob Goff this thing. You know, I Bob Goffed Bob Goff one time in South Sudan. That's a story for another day. It's That's a real story. story. I want to hear that story. I know that story. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Yep. Well done. Next time. That'll give you a little uh, teaser to invite me back, Doug. Little since teaser. it's been a year since you've invited me. <laughs> hey. You're never going to invite me back. Hey, I hijacked this whole you've thing. You've never had the opportunity <laughs> to be asked. To be asked the three questions Ooh. we ask guests. Oh, yeah. So here we go. We're just going to spring right on you. Even though, I'll be honest, I think you came up with them eventually. So now you'll see how it feels. Um, the first one is, what are you currently reading or learning? Currently reading or learning. I'm reading Heavenly Man. Uh, my wife's on a kick. It's a Chinese house church planning guy. Uh, and it has been my wife's read a couple of books by him and it's just disrupting. My wife's always ahead of me faithfully. Now she's just run away and I'm trying to keep up and I'm like, what are you reading? And heavenly man, uh, dislodging, um, my comfortability in my yep. faith to trust more boldly and deeply, uh, is, is something I'm thinking a lot about. Yeah. That book blew my mind a few years ago. Yeah, Incredible. And, and the reality since, I have everybody to continue this extroverted therapy session with. There's nothing really in my life that I need God to show up for or else I'm screwed, you know? And that's a real concern for me because it's like, am I, how, how much do I actually need to trust God? And what am I doing big that I need God to show up and ask him to show up? But that's a story for the next podcast. Oh, no, I want to, let's just a few seconds on that. You're saying that, that everything's working out so good that you don't have to rely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, it's, I think it's one of the evil one's greatest tricks for the Western church that we're so comfortable that we don't need God to show yeah, up. That's what I thought you were saying. I totally agree. And we he was like complacency. Yeah. And this yeah. guy's model and life of torture and jailment Next and passion level. for the king, kingdom is amazing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Question number two. What advice, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Mm. What advice would I give? Uh, Start working out, bro. Start working out, bro. Uh, what? All right, man, this is good. What? That's a great question. Whoever came up with this, I don't probably even, me. It was probably you. Uh, I would give my twenty-year-old self the counsel of um, make sure your spouse—that's the number one decision, other than your faith—you're going to commit every day the rest of your life to one person who will either accelerate, help you accelerate as a man, or be slow you down and so get that right 20 year old and i yeah. did so i won yeah. I was, but i would tell winner. myself i was gonna say winning good should, job Emily. all right last one what is your under 100 frivolous purchase you would make Ooh. right now 
I'd, I'd get new grilling stuff. I got a new Traeger. You're fired up about the grilling. Oh, man. And I keep getting those cheap, like, grill scrapers and tongs and that kind of thing because I see the sweet yeah. set at Walmart for, like, 30 bucks, but I get the $10 <laughs> set, and I, I just need to go get the $30 set. Yeah, that's the thing about Walmart. There's always something nicer. <laughs> There's always something nicer at Walmart. Is that the Walmart. thing about Walmart, Lee? <laughs> Interesting how you took that. I loved how you just put that. All right, guys. Once again, we thank you um, for listening. Thank you, Robbie, for joining mm-hmm. us. It's been too long, man. NP Men for Life. Raise it. a class. Thanks, bro, for NP being men here. For life. You're, you're awesome. Uh, it's just like old times, like riding a bicycle, jumping Gosh, back behind the I miss microphone. You guys, let's do it again. Guys, check out the True Face podcast, and you podcast, and you can hear um, you can hear Robbie all the time. How mm. often does that thing come out? Every other week. Yeah. Doug Hurley was our last guest. It's yeah. good, man. Doug, yep. the man, yep. Hurley. Yep. And guys, as always, we want you to ask three questions as you listen to this stuff, as you think about being fully alive. One, what does this mean for me personally? Two, what am I going to do about it? And three, how can we help? How can we as a community of men, um, as men in groups, help each other um, do these things and do something about becoming more fully alive? Thank you both very much. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. See ya. Sweet. Sweet.